Good morning, KCL, and welcome to Thank the Maker. This is uh, KCL's only premier creativity show. Um, today we're going to be talking through a lot of things, um, fashion, creativity, art, etc. Um, I'm very excited to say that my guest today is Nazla Topologlu. She's the blog editor for the Fashion Society. She's studying international relations. Um, she's working on her own brand, apparently, um, along with a lot of other uh, creative outlets. And, and we're going to explore that all today. Um, but yeah, we are coming to you live from the top of Bush House Southeast in the heart of London. And um, yeah, uh, I'm super excited to be here Monday morning, bright and early. Um, and and one, one new thing um, that I've yet to announce for the show is we have a producer, um, and her name is Clements Hughes. Um, sh- this is actually my first guest that we booked through Clements, so I'm super excited about that. Uh, we've got a ton more on the way. Um, I know we have been on a, a little bit of a hiatus, but we are back um, just before term break, of course, so we'll be on another hiatus soon. Um, but yeah, we're excited to have anyone and everyone listening in this morning, and um, if you're joining us via the podcast, thank you for listening. Um, but yeah, please join us over the next hour as we explore the culture of creativity around Kings and London and uh, the world. Thanks so much. How are you doing this morning? I am pretty sleepy. I'll need my coffee, actually. Yeah. I just had it, but like, I'm definitely, I'm definitely okay. Yeah. I was just rushing, but <laughs> I'm happy good. to be here. <laughs> um, for those that aren't catching us live, we broadcast on Monday morning, which is always a struggle for myself <laughs> and consequently for my guests. Um, but yeah, I'm so thankful for you being here today. Thank um, you for inviting me. <laughs> so I, I kind of went over what you do. Yeah. Um, on a, on a very broad scale, uh, what what don't you do? It seems like you do everything. Well, oh my god! <laughs> my my first question for you is um, international relations. Where does that fit in this crazy cross section of um, all these other creative outlets for you? Okay, I would say that fashion is such a broad concept. You can you know like go all around the world, even. In Arctic, like, you know, you have your own sense of style because of Eskimos, probably. Right, right. <laughs> and that means that, you know, everyone has their own sense of fashion and it's a way to express yourself. Uh-huh. And in international relations, we just, you know, like, we just approach the world, like, in the broader concept. Interesting. In the concept, so... So do you, I guess in your studies, are you looking at it more politically or more, like, socially through the lens of, like, what... Let's say you get a paper to write. Right. Yes. And uh, I don't know what's. I'm sure you have essays for term break. Oh yeah, I just submitted my last one yesterday. Did you? Okay. Yes. What, what was the topic, if you don't mind me asking? Then. Uh, it was actually a peer review. It okay. was about my future essay that I was going to write, uh-huh. which is about colonialism. Okay. Actually. And so. are, are you able to thread 
because um, we're talking very broadly about like fashion and international and whatever else global. Do you find yourself threading in these ideas of what fashion is and like fashion globally into your papers, or is it? Is it, do you find the two things quite separate in your academic studies? Unfortunately, fashion is not. It's not considered related right. to my thing because they look at my um, look at my modules such uh, as political modules. Sure, like I do international I law, human rights. So very interesting. Okay, so this is more kind of like a personal thing. You're you're going for your kind of international outlook, yes. um, and then you have you've got your your personal interests, your creative interests, and you're fin- you're finding a way to merge them personally. Yes, interesting, cool. Um, neat. Um, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're from Turkey originally, is that correct? Yes, exactly. Where in Turkey? Uh, I'm from Istanbul, Istanbul. born and raised. Cool, yeah. great. And so, what what drew you to London? What why are you here? Uh, I've always been. I've always made myself settle to the fact that I'll study in I'll study in United States since I was, oh. since I since I had finished middle school. Since I had finished middle school, I was. I was saying I'm going to go. I'm going to go to a nice uh, college in Turkey, mm-hmm. a nice high school in Turkey, and afterwards I'm just gonna study in the USA. And NYU was my dream school. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the capital of fashion, right. New York. And I was thinking of it, and afterwards my cousin was my cousin was doing her masters over here, so she encouraged me to visit her because she knew that I was going to fit in here uh-huh. better. And the moment I got in here, I fell in love with King's College, I fell in love with London, and I said, I'm changing my mind, I'm coming to London. Amazing. Yes. And it, <laughs> it, it, I feel like some people might argue with you there on like the whole New York being the center of fashion, because like you've got Paris and London, yeah. and you've got so many places. Have you found London to be like a nice center for you in <clears throat> terms of these interests? Uh, I say so, because... As you can, as you can see, we do our London Fashion Week right, right next to our right, campus, right. campus. Yeah. I'm so lucky to, you know, study in Strand Campus actually for that. Yeah. Were you able to go to that at all? Uh, yeah, actually, like, you know, someone actually accidentally took my picture because they saw that I, they told that I was influencer. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's, yeah. that's like the highest compliment. Wow. I, I was, I was so flattered. I'm, I'm so happy. Like <laughs> that is, that's awesome. Um, so I'm going to start really broad. Normally I, I, I start it at my guest's interest and kind of take it from there. Um, but I want, I want to start bigger this time. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a creative person just generally? I definitely do. I don't want to brag about it, but <laughs> <laughs> I've always been into arts and artsy stuff, like, you know, artsy subjects such as, you know, fashion, fashion, art. I was, since I was young, I was sewing my own dresses, own outfits, sewing my own outfits, doing catwalks at the age 10 in wow. school myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's why I would definitely say that I sure. have some creativity at least. <laughs> yeah. No, and there's no reason to say it. I always find it interesting to ask because you do get a spectrum of people saying, oh, no, I'm not creative, even when they clearly are. Yes. Or, yes, I am creative. And, and they're, they're, they're more aware of kind of where they fit. I'm I'm of the mind that I think everybody has a has creativity and limits, I just agree. whether they tap into it or not. Um, very cool. Um, so 
I really don't have much of a good understanding of like fashion. I, I dress to uh, dress myself and to be practical. Well, you're doing I, a good job. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, that's that's very sweet of you. But it's very much like a, a practicality thing for me. Um, but my understanding of it is that there's so many layers to it, right? There's sourcing materials. There's design. There's um, putting together outfits using pre-created things. Yes. Um, where where do you and your interests kind of fall uh, along the the spectrum of fashion? Um, do, are you more interested in like putting together outfits? Are you interested in design? Are you interested in the the uh, runway and and everything there? I'm definitely interested in street style. Yeah. I okay. Say that I like to you know put outfits that <clears throat> people wouldn't consider together. Right. Uh, people wouldn't consider together, and I love to I love to push the limits at some points because I come from Turkey. Sure. Turkey. There are so many fashionable people, fashionable people, especially in Istanbul. Yeah. Because I was, I'm based in Istanbul. That's why I, I observed it way better mm -hmm. since I was born. We definitely have some really fashionable people, but there is also this concept of let's not be too daring because of the public attitude. And I unfortunately saw it over here too. Yeah. Because people think that. Oh, I can never wear like, you know, like vinyl, vinyl or leather, all leather or like all vinyl. Right. And I just like to push the limits okay. and encourage people in the, on the streets. Guys, everyone can wear. <laughs> <laughs> Fascinating. So do you see this issue in London and Istanbul, this whole thing of people like holding back? Is that how you describe it? I would say that in general, yeah. uh, in world, it's gonna be. It might sound a bit radical. Sorry, for, you <laughs> no, know, like, no. but in general, I would say that there is there is always a public attitude for marginal people, mm. people who do themselves, who do themselves. They mm -hmm. just they don't care. They don't care. They just. They dress up the way they want. Right. They act the way they want. There's, there's certainly, I think, in every like society I've partook in, yes, that it's kind of considered cool if you exactly. if you do what you want and you don't care. And unfortunately, in order to in order to push push these people push these people below because these people don't care. They're happy. They mm. do whatever they want. The there is a pressure from public, and I used to face. I used to victimize myself about sure. it. And once I dressed up the way I wanted, the way I wanted, I wore high heels to, I wore high heels to my, to go to like a, you know, like grocery shopping. Yeah. And it felt amazing. Right, right. It's very empowering. I feel yes. like that's um, one thing I kind of neglect with fashion, my, personally, is it is, it, it can affect your mood so much and how you kind of move throughout the world. Exactly. It's, it's <clears throat> in a lot of ways, um, thinking about it from like a theatrical background, it's your costume. And, and when you look at characters on the stage, their costume affects how they behave and how they, they interact on stage. So why wouldn't it affect us in our day to day? Yeah. Exactly. Very exactly. interesting. Um, here is a trend that I am aware of and I want to pose to you and get your thoughts on. Yeah. Um, 
less or more. So there's currently this whole trend of minimalism, right? Sustainable fashion. Okay, exactly. yeah, yeah, interesting. <laughs> so that's definitely a trend um, that, I, that I want to talk about as well. Uh, sustainability is kind of the, the thing that's happening right now. Yes. What? Um, so what does that entail? Um, if, give us a very broad overview, if you would. Uh, I would say that less or more. Unfortunately, I have way too many clothes. Yeah. I'm trying to get rid of most of them because I'm yeah. trying to uh, push myself towards less or more sustainable fashion too. Yeah. Um. So I'm mostly against fast fashion because that okay. means that you know you wear a cl- you wear an outfit which is you wear an outfit for only a couple of months. Uh-huh. Like if you if you you know take care of it very well. I respect that definitely. Yeah. One and a half years. And you just have to get rid of it because the trend is over, the trend is over, and the trend is over, the quality is deteriorated because yeah. it's not it's not definitely um it's definitely not a high quality product, actually, because mm-hmm. it's wear it and throw it. Right. Uh, with a wear it and throw it ideology. And and how to say uh the sustainable fashion it makes you it makes you wear less it makes you buy something right once and you can wear it for years like it can be something like a heritage for yourself actually i see yeah yeah yes. well, something you can like even pass down through and your family right it's actually like a detox too for yourself ah. more you more you get rid of way too many items from your right. closet you just feel yourself more relaxed and who's the name of that um woman that wrote the book and now has a Netflix show um the art of uh, it's like you know you it, uh, get rid of anything that doesn't spark joy who um, is that Marie Kondo Yes yes that's what this is is making me think <laughs> exactly, of Exactly yeah. exactly I love that show tidy yeah. up yes yeah, yeah tidy up there you go Yeah so that's that's really interesting and I'm going to bring in my own kind of opinions here which are I don't think they're correct but they're my opinions um I I hate shopping and I hate clothes. Um, I like I just want something to put on my body, and I hate the choice of it all because it feels when you walk into a store like I am paralyzed when I look at how many options that I have to pick. And I understand it's it's very freeing for some people because you can really customize your look to whatever you want. But I get very paralyzed by that, and I I always appreciate my closet to be as least complicated as possible so i can make fewer choices um but wait so my question is how how do you pick as a consumer things that will be versatile um will last a long time will look good there's like so many layers and things you have to apply when you're shopping and think about it 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 freaks me out gives me anxiety (laughs) (laughs) so how how should i shop is i guess my question i would say that that's what i do actually yeah when I look at a piece, I love to you know follow season trends. That's gonna uh-huh. like puffy sleeves right now, or sure. vinyls, animal prints. Not real animal, please, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I would say that I would say that just look for one piece in the whole shop. I know that it's terrifying. It's a jungle over there because there are so many pieces. I'm, I'm glad you're, you're, uh, you're empathizing with me too. Cause like, <laughs> I, 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 I explain this to people and people are like, I, I love shopping. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's terrifying for me. Yeah. But, I mean, 
I'm an adventurous person. Yeah, I no. just throw myself into the jungle, I guess. <laughs> um, so I would say that, you know, just look for one piece uh-huh. that will suit all your clothes and make you look like you follow the season trends at okay. the same time. Interesting. And make you look extravagant. For me, it's extravagant. Extravagant, but like, yeah. Exactly. That's how I define myself, I guess. No, I love it. I love it. Um, but I would say, <laughs> like I said, one piece, create five looks with it. With your outfits that you already have. Yeah. Yes. Very interesting advice. So, okay. To, to kind of continue along this conversation... Um, I always have a hard time then because then I'll go for like the most neutral colors. Because if I, if I'm trying to hit five outfits, if yeah. I get something that's like bright pink, I can't wear that with five outfits. I can wear that with maybe two, and then, <laughs> so I, I I feel a tension between this extravagance, which I you know I aspire to sometimes, and this versatility. How do I how do I figure that out? I would say that when it's a really bright color, like neon or something, you can neutralize it all the time. You can balance it up with a pastel color or like a nude color. I need you just, I need to like get you on speed dial. So like when I'm dressing in the morning and be like, hey, I've got this color shirt. What do I wear with it? This is (laughs) so Please, please. Like I would appreciate it. Amazing. Okay, well, that's, I think that's super practical and helpful advice. The whole <laughs> idea of looking for one thing when you go in the store, because it's so easy to get distracted when you're like, when you go into one of these big, um, you know, fast fashion places like exactly. H&M and stuff, they've got, they literally cater to everything and anything rather than narrowing their focus. And it's hard to uh, cut through all that. Um, fascinating. Um, here's a really big question. Yeah. Fashion. How would you define fashion? What does fashion include? What does fashion not include? Fashion is a self-impression for oh, me. Oh, wow. Okay. This is... Not, I'm, keep going. I'm very intrigued. Exactly. Uh, fashion is a self-impression. Uh, you just have to show your... It's a, it's a way to express yourself to the world, express yourself to the world, and make yourself feel happy at some point. It's not going to lie. Like the moment you get the perfect outfits for yourself and look into the mirror, you just feel fabulous. And the way you dress and the way you dress, I always say, always, you know, always gives an idea about your personality. If you dare, you're a confident person. If you dare to wear something most people don't wear, you're a confident person. If you're a, if you wear something cozy, that means that you're a calm person. It's a, that means that you you just love comfort, right. happiness, and winter. Like you know, you just want to have your hot chocolate and yeah. it to me. <laughs> it's a yeah, really it, broad it, scenario. Sorry. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Um, so I, to narrow in on this this whole definition, where does fashion include? Okay, so to give you kind of context to where I'm coming at this yeah. from, um. I am in, for one of my modules, my classes, I am in a class called Contextualizing Creativity. Oh. And we, we had a project to basically be creative. That was a project, and we had to present it at the end of the term. And in order to achieve that, we were given kind of like context cards to inspire us. And one of ours was fashion. And we got that. And, of course, where we immediately jump to is clothing, which is kind of, you know, what you picture when you think of fashion. Yes. Um, 
But wh where we eventually got to was we, we wanted to take it in a different way. We, we looked towards like interior design and, and kind of just design as a whole. Do you think fashion incorporates those things, not just what you wear in your body, but like how you fit your space around you? Is that Does that include fashion in your mind? I think it does because mm -hmm. you have to be in, once you get into your bedroom, for example, yeah. you just have to feel like it's going to be the place that I'll feel safe. This is my space. This is my space. Right. That that's why it has to reflect who I am. Too. Sure. Because, for example, if you're, for example, if you don't like pink, if you hate the color pink, you're into black. You're into black. For ex I'm giving an example. Sure, sure. And imagine you have a you have a room. It's full of full of pink colors, pink curtains, pink pillows. That would be, I would be really uncomfortable about it. Mm. So, like I said, it's a self-impression, a tool of self-impression. And in my opinion, it's the best tool for expressing yourself. Right, right. Um, self-expression. Actually, I just fixed it. No, no, it's okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yes, definitely interior design should include like is included in fashion too right. because it's designing styling it includes everything it's very interesting looking at it from like a, a personal expression point of view because when i think about my room and then i think about what i wear my room is very much like my inward self whereas what i wear is is very much my outward self and they yeah. kind of it's kind of two sides of the same coin it's just like what do i show people what i don't in your mind would um would like the design of my room perfectly reflect what I wear? Is yeah. that what you think like people should aspire to so that they're wearing kind of their inward self outwardly? Exactly. For example, for myself, like I said, I like to use the word extravagant to express myself. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, what is, what is your room look I like? I have hot pink, leopard, <laughs> duvet set. So <laughs> I think it reflects me yeah. pretty well. <laughs> that's, that's a, I really like that philosophy. It's kind of like a guide to how to dress. Like, think about your room. How do you decorate your room? And think about how you dress and do those align. That's that's really nice because people are, I don't know, people are so much more free and expressive when they know nobody's going to be looking at it, you know? Yeah. And, and they, they're building their room to for them first and foremost. So, like, why not build your outfits for you? Well. I always yeah. compare to, I always see the singing in the shower. Ah. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that makes that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's like the music you enjoy at your core. Exactly. Yeah. You just find yourself, you just, you know, have the best voice at the time. That's amazing. Yes. Um, to go kind of back to trends, uh, you talked a little bit about trends. I, don't follow trends at all, except for what's just on the store shelves. Um, <laughs> what is a current trend that's happening right now? Like, what's what's something interesting you've observed um, in kind of London um, with with fashion? Uh, definitely puffy sleeves. Yeah, puffy right sleeves. now it's my favorite. Yeah, too. and sheer uh, sheer clothes, like you know, like see through. Clothes, okay, yeah, yeah, which is amazing, and I respect it so much because it pushes the boundaries more too. Sure, for people. Uh, I really appreciate women wearing like sheer clothes, show see-through clothes mm -hmm. too over here. And it's, I'm really happy to see that, you know, most of the students in Strand, they dress up like that too. Yeah, no. It, yeah. When I first got to London, I was so, um, it, it's, 
I was so like, why are people here so attractive and like dressed so well? Like, where am I in all of this? Um, yeah, it's it's in Kings especially. People dress quite well here. I feel like exactly, exactly. Yeah. And also speaking of which, uh, for other trends, definitely animal prints. Yeah, I'm wearing a zebra print <laughs> <laughs> jeans right now. Um, that's definitely that's definitely one of my favorites too. Yeah. Winnell and Sequin. I mean, you can never go wrong with Sequin. More you, you know, like very glitter on right. you. You're the you're the star of that. Cool. Of the atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> where where do these trends come from? Fashion weeks and yeah. I would love to say that. Uh, I would. I'm not sure. I would love to say that, but most of the time they come from Europe or from influencers. Sure. And they just you know like these these you know like these designers they just you know like continue to continue to surprise us all yeah, the time yeah it, it's it, it's super interesting to me because i feel like in a lot of other areas of the world um in terms of like trends and what's on topic yeah um you get things cropping up um from kind of like crowdsourcing so if you look at like tr twitter what's trending on twitter it's because um, it's not always because one person is driving it. It's because the, the social kind of sphere of Twitter grabs onto something. Yes. Um, and so what you're saying with fashion is that a lot of it does come from like one or two or three people and then kind of goes out to the rest of us. Exactly. Is, is there ever that kind of more, um, <laughs> more meme approach to fashion where like, uh, I'm trying to explain myself where, where, kind of just socially everyone grasps onto one thing and it's not necessarily inspired by one person it's just something that's popped up because society's grabbed onto it or do you think it always needs to be led by like one or two influencers um it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be led by sure? one or two people but unfortunately it does right now right. Uh, it's kind of fashion i'm not sure if it's a good thing but it's also like a hypnosis, I would say. Yeah. Uh, these people who are considered as the most fashionable people of all time, the highest brand, highest brand designers such as Chanel, Gucci, Versace, once they you know design do a design, for example, um, all these fashion, fast fashion brands, they just you know reflect them in uh -huh. a in a different way, and it looks like. You just have to wear this. You have to wear this right. because this is the current trend right now. Yes, it's kind of a it's kind of a hypnosis kind of thing, yeah. and it comes from a couple of people only. It's like um, I would say it's um, monarchy. Yeah, interesting. I mean, there's yes. a famous scene in uh, The Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> I you know what I'm talking talk about? about it. Yeah, where I love like that. <laughs> Anne Hathaway gets called out for her thing she's wearing and. Yeah, I forget who's who's the main actress in that. That's oh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep goes on that long monologue about where that came from. Yes. Um, in terms of just an idea, um, and the color itself too, and yeah, it, it is kind of interesting. And and whether it that should continue to be the case, this whole monarchy of fashion, or it needs to be more democratized. From my own observations, it does seem with kind of this whole influencer trend that it is being more democratized because the whole access to being an influencer has, has become open. Like, yes. anybody can be that. Um, what are your opinions on kind of influencer culture right now? Is it 
interesting to you? Um, is it weird? I find it very strange to have people on my Instagram feed that their like entire job is just to pose pictures. I guess it's kind of a new way of modeling in a way. But like, what what are your thoughts on this whole influencer um, trend? I admit that I tried to be an influencer, yeah. but I didn't know the. I didn't know the way to sure. do that properly. I definitely had the outfits because I <laughs> definitely counted on my creativity to create outfits on it. Right. But I actually appreciated, but like I actually appreciated when a influencer is, gives you a real idea, gives you a proper idea mm -hmm. to put like an extravagant outfit uh, to your daily daily outfit right. to added to your daily extravagant piece to your daily um daily outfits like to go to school or to go to a coffee shop to go grocery shopping i really appreciate those influencers i really respect them however there are some influencers they just uh unfortunately count on their uh aesthetic uh -huh. most of the time they just don't how to say they just don't um do unique outfits at all they don't do uniqueness they actually you know if you look at them objectively there is no uniqueness mm -hmm. but there is just a good picture there is just a really aesthetic picture with the same colors and right, with right. the proper feed with it and but there is actually nothing unique about it yeah that's i'm that's mm, that kind of uh seems problematic to me right That's yeah it's, it's a really complex issue yeah no i i, I totally understand where you're, what, what you're saying in that you've got like real quote-unquote real influencers that yes. are the drivers of change and then you've got kind of the people that are just picking up the pieces and and doing what they do um to a large following um but it's all just totally inspired by someone else it's not original or unique or something exactly yeah. definitely and, and yeah of course it's it's all so much more open and accessible with with instagram as a platform youtube as a platform it's it's, it's just as easy to be like someone unique as it is to be like a poser i guess um, exactly yeah very very interesting it it is such an interesting like new profession new millennial uh gin whatever profession I, I i'm so fascinated by it as a trend and and people that like aspire to it as well um as like a line of work it's it's very interesting exactly it's a really complex industry right now yeah i would say yeah it really because there's this this tension between um being unique and bringing your own creativity and then just getting as many hits and likes as you can um, there was a recent, I was watching Dr. Phil the other day. There's a guy that was featured on there and he got famous, um, or they got famous. I can't remember their pronoun, um, from, uh, like taking ice cream and licking it and then putting it back on the shelf in stores. <laughs> yeah. Just oh my God. disgusting, but like 15 million views. And all of a sudden they were declaring themselves a an influencer because they had all this following now and, and could manipulate that however yeah dr phil i know that there is a girl called beverly hills brat yeah. actually <laughs> <laughs> she just cried out for not having a g-wagon her mom not buying her a g-wagon yeah. and a couple of days later she just became an influencer yeah. a youtuber so 
Dr. Phil, he's an interesting man, yeah. <laughs> he he, he kind of cuts through the bullshit and finds the the fake ones. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a a line to walk where where you get these people that are just interested in in the hits, um, and and as of such will do anything to get that, um, just to have some inkling of of worth. Um, yeah, really really interesting stuff. Um, move on to my next question. What do you think is the biggest misconception about fashion at large what what do you think people misunderstand about fashion uh like i said like there is a monarchy happening sure and even though myself even though i follow it too a bit Mm -hmm. i follow it too a bit because it's a hypnosis a method of hypnosis too in my opinion uh there is a thing that there is a fact that Oh, even though I don't like this piece, mm-hmm. I don't like this piece of clothes, I have to wear it because everyone does. Right. Even though you don't like. I actually don't do that. I definitely say there are also some season trends that I hate, like right. polka dots. Yeah. I, <laughs> so I just don't like them. So Despise polka dots. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or how to say, what else I don't like? Yeah. I think these right of the so satin <laughs> yeah so the fashion isn't such a kind of um uniform thing like people have their own individual tastes within it and even on like kind of the 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 trendsetter level people yeah. have their own tastes as well it's not it's not um how to say uh universal in how people kind of push fashion down exactly exactly like I said, it has to be a self-expression. Right. That's where, that's like the core of it, right? So why not you conceal your personality by by wearing something that you're okay with, mm-hmm. you're okay with, or you're not in love with, or you hate, just because, just because you want to look trendsetter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing that I don't like with some influencers either. Yeah. Exactly. Because I look at the clothes. I look at the clothes and it's just, like I said, she just doesn't look unique. Right. She or he. You just, they just don't look unique because first of all, you can understand that they don't, you know, like they don't wear the outfit because for that, because they love it. Yeah. They just wear it because another influencer right. or a Vogue model wore it. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting stuff. Um, we are going to take a quick break. Um, okay. As is tradition, uh, I like to ask my guest for a song to use as our break song. Um, what song would you like us to play today as our, as our break? I think Madonna's Vogue is the most relevant one. Amazing. <laughs> Let's get yeah. that queued up and then I'll talk to you a little bit about it afterwards. Amazing. Perfect. <laughs>
Welcome back to Thank the Maker. Um, I am back with Nazla. Um, we're talking about fashion and, and everything and, and influencers <laughs> and all sorts of things. Um, so that was Vogue by Madonna. Why did you pick that song besides the obvious uh, implications? <laughs> Honestly, that was one of my favorite songs since I was 13. Yeah? I was just dancing for it, dancing for it and doing my own catwalks. I fell in love with that song um, after watching Devil Wears Prada yeah. a million times. <laughs> <laughs> there is this, uh, there is this, uh, there is this scene where uh, Anne Hathaway is changing her outfits multiple times uh-huh. to show her transformation. Right. So that was my... Amazing. That was, that made me fall in love with the song. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um... So cool. So we were we were talking about fashion in a lot of different angles. Um, but let's talk about fashion here on Kings for a minute. You are with the Fashion Society. You're the blog editor. Yes. Um, that's really interesting. What do you guys do as Fashion Society? What's like? I imagine you guys show up to a coffee shop and you just kind of sit there and you look at each other's outfits and you talk about <laughs> uh, fashion trends. What do you actually do? That's my imagination. What do you actually do? We definitely are actually. We are also activists, actually, when it comes to sustainable fashion, sustainable fashion, or to promote newbie fashion designers, mm-hmm. because we would like to, we would like to broaden up the, we really like to broaden up the, um, broaden up the new designers, and mm-hmm. we would like to, you know, like promote people to go to local shops, vintage clothing, vintage clothing, or the newbie designers who are trying to start up their own company. Right. Because it's not all about Zara, Zara right. or online shopping. That's that's another trend that's been interesting is, again, from my observation, so I don't know if it's a trend or not, I'll ask you. Um, but this whole push from, you know, global corporations to local kind of shopkeeps or designers, Do you, do you, is that a thing in fashion as well? Kind of a local uprising of designers? Well, it has to be, but for this, like right now for uh, top designers, I don't think that it's a good idea for them to do because they lose their businesses. Right. It happens. But we try to, we try to uh, promote it as much as we can. Sure. Because there are so many nice, you know, like fashion designers. It's a bit more expensive. They're a bit more expensive than Zara, Zara, or all these fast yeah. fashion brands. 
but they are definitely more sustainable. You can wear it for such long time. You feel more comfortable right. and still look fashionable. Here is an interesting years. metaphor. Um, so in America, um, in the beer industry, yeah. um, you've got these huge corporate companies like Budweiser and Miller, probably owned by the same person. I don't know. Somebody fact check me. <laughs> um, and then you've got this huge movement of like craft beers. Um, which are made locally, made in a local brewery, um, distilled, and kind of pick up a local name. Um, there's been a lot of conflict between those two. Um, and, and as of such, the, the big corporations have started to kind of rebrand their products to look more local and to look more <laughs> kind of like ground up. So like um, Blue Moon, for example, that's owned by Miller. Um, it's a It's a beer. And in, in restaurants, they label it as a craft beer, which is normally reserved for beers that are brewed locally. And so it's this big corporate beer that they're all of a sudden calling a local beer. Um, anyways, to get to the larger point, do, do you see large fashion organizations kind of doing the same thing where they're going into local markets and then rebranding themselves to, to appear more local and, and bottom up? Is that is that a thing at all happening in the fashion world? I would say that most of the fast fashion brands they do their you know separate places at some point and they do H and M Couture, H uh, and M Couture or like boutique. Uh-huh. They you know put these uh, they put these labels to a part of their brands. Interesting. Um, so they're still holding on to that H and M branding. Yes, exactly. Um, right. But like they say. It's uh, it's made with hundred percent cotton. It's sustainable. Right. It's it's sustainable. It's fair trade. They yeah. just add these uh, words yeah. to make it look more ethical. Interesting. That's really interesting. And I wonder if there will be kind of a change in the industry akin to how beer is. Because if you were to if I were to pick up a Blue Moon bottle, which again is that corporate craft beer. Um, which I really enjoy, by the way. Um, <laughs> you won't find Miller or the the corporation name on it really clearly at all. It looks like it's its own thing. But you're saying, in terms of fast fashion, they still they still hold on to that label of H and M, but they just slap on all these buzzwords like sustainable and cotton and um, fair trade. Um, really interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. Um, so going back to Fashion Society, you guys had an event, um, Green Friday. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? I'm, uh, I'm really curious. That's, it's... It wasn't actually an event, okay. but it was a protest from all of our members uh, to boycott Black Friday. Because in Black Friday, honestly, a Black Friday means uh, pushing people to consume excessively and buy stuff they actually don't need right. and they will regret eventually to buy that mm -hmm. and we're trying to we try to boycott it it's extremely it's extremely against the environment because all these fast fashion brands they get 70% off 80% off please like you know like get everything that you can right but all their you know all their um all the things they use to make these um make those clothes are mostly against the environment right polyester, nylon and also it's also um, modern slavery too yeah because most of the time uh, they make people they make people in third world countries work mm -hmm. 
excessively and specifically more for Black Friday. It's against human rights. It's against. Uh, it's definitely against environment. So it's a it's a day for everyone. It's basically a day for everyone to be non-ethical, terrible people, and just think of themselves. Think of themselves for one day and jump, mm-hmm. jump on all these you know stuff that they don't need to. Right. Right. And we try to we try to support uh, we try to support Green Friday, and we say let's make this Black Day a Green Day, mm. and Green Day, and just you know like let's just focus on sustainable fashion. Let us not uh, let us not work. Uh, let us not start. Uh, let us not shop. Um, let us not shop at all on uh, Black Friday, mm-hmm. on Black Friday, and if. If we want to shop, if we want to shop, let's go to all these sustainable fashion brands right. who use uh, eco-friendly products, who do eco-friendly products, uh, send most of their most of their um, most of their um, annual salary to all these um, all these charities, NGOs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We try to support them. For example, Everlane for this uh, Black Friday. Uh, it's a new rebrand for sustainable fashion. Amazing. Everlane was the name. Everlane, exactly. Okay. Amazing brand, recycled, all recycled outfits. Right. Super fashionable. Uh, they decided to not. They decided not to make any um, any discounts on okay. their uh, discounts on their website, but they decided to. They also decided to um, give ten dollar for each items. Uh, sold on that day to yeah. um, to an NGO, <coughs> which is um, Aquaria. I yeah, guess? no, that's such yes. a that's such a great repurposing Oceania. of the idea. Sorry, Oceania. Yes. Oh yeah, okay, that was the NGO. They yes, get, yeah, that's the NGO. Um, yeah, no, that's so interesting um, and such a good idea too uh, to to kind of repurpose this whole corporate consumerism thing to, to exactly giving back in a way and focusing on products that actually have value and like can last a long time um yeah because that's that's even a trend in tech where they'll have products made specifically for black friday and they're they're marketed as if they're the same products they always sell but they're always of lesser quality um just because they need to move so many things um yeah that's that's a really cool initiative i really like it yeah. Exactly, and we also have these fellow society girls, fashion revolution girls. Uh-huh. They specifically focus on they specifically focus on doing uh, fashion uh, fashion industry more um, environment friendly, more environment friendly, more uh, humanitarian, more humanitarian, and more green right. greener. Let's. Instead of having a Black Friday, they definitely boycott um, Black Friday and make it a Green Friday. Right. Was that Fashion Revolutionaries is the name yes. of the group? KCL Fashion Revolution. Very neat. And we supported them on our uh, supported them on our blog too. We also do a EcoSoc. Uh, we collaborate with EcoSoc to mm. make a charity fashion oh, wow. show. Yeah. Actually, we uh, collaborate with. Brand new designers, startup designer companies, startup designer companies, mostly uh, sustainable. And every year, um, 
we represent we represent their outfits on our charity fashion show and from the fashion show um and the earnings from our fashion show goes to a charity goes to an ngo we try to support it amazing that. and this is all through fashion society wow yes. so much <laughs> stuff going on that's so cool um i want to turn it back to you personally for a bit we've got a, a few minutes here to talk um okay. left um, you are working on a brand uh, right now, um, your own brand. Yes. What, what does that mean? If if we can just deconstruct this as as a topic, what does what does a brand mean? What does what does that include? Is that a name? Is that a collection of things? What what is a brand to you? And tell us a bit more about your what you're working on. What is a brand to me? I would say something that you own and earn money from, I guess. Okay, I see. <laughs> it's such a broad and <laughs> question, sorry. No, no, yeah, <clears throat> narrow it down for me. For my brand, it's, unfortunately, it's only an idea right now. Uh-huh. Uh, me and my boyfriend, we are thinking of, you know, making it. Right. Uh, making it happen. Uh, we're actually, we actually haven't even, you know, found the name for it. Oh, wow. Yes, exactly. We are... Planning to do something with Iglo, actually, okay. uh, something with that includes Iglo. If anyone has a, <laughs> <laughs> anyone's a, you know, like recommendation, please I'll contact, put your contact me, out. Fashion yeah, Society. Um, but we are going to, we are going to uh, specialize in oversized hoodies that can be versatile to wear, and it will be all sustainable uh, with hundred percent cotton. Fully fair trade. Amazing. All came from Turkey. And with also all these different images, I was thinking of making collage so that I was thinking of making collage so that everyone would find something about themselves in those pictures. Lovely. That's, that's really cool. Um, I, that's a really neat idea. Igloo. Um, I'm trying to rack my brain for ideas right now, but I am coming up empty. <laughs> I don't embarrass myself on air. Um, super neat. I like. I've given try for like uh, to to come up with like my own branding sometime, but I feel like I can never. I don't know. You got to make something that is appealing that you can apply to many different things. Um, and so you can take hoodies, and then you can take like coffee mugs, and have them be the same thing. Um, it's, it's an interesting process. Um, yes. But yeah. Has it has it been um, fun to do? Like to develop these ideas and develop what you want. Uh, I mean, we are currently brainstorming. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of, you know, I was thinking of, um, I was thinking of how I don't have enough hoodies because I'm obsessed with them. Yeah. Actually, the most versatile thing to have in London. And I thought about it. I cannot find the perfect hoodie for myself. Mm. So why not create it? Amazing. That's amazing. Really intuition. Fun yeah. Part, actually. Fantastic. Um, well, I've got, Two more questions before for you before we close. Yeah. <laughs> um, where where do you ultimately want to go with your career? Do you want to work in fashion? Um, what do you want to do? Yeah, I will hopefully work in fashion yeah. at some point. I'm thinking of doing fashion journalism actually. Wow. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm applying for internships in all these uh, local fashion magazines like Wonderland magazine right. or the Glass magazine, which is like. Less known than Vogue. Uh, it's, I'm not sure it's local, if it's local or not, but it's less known than Vogue or Harper's Bazaar. Right. L, anything. And I would like to, you know, help them to grow. Right. 
that's why I want to. I'm um, I am applying to their intern. Ships right now. Yeah, no, fantastic. Yes. I wish you the best of luck. Thank with, you, uh, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, no, hope you get it. Um, fantastic. So I end every show with just kind of a general call for a recommendation. Um, obviously, we have your your song that you recommended to us that we used for our break. <laughs> um, but what would you recommend to any listeners to um, consume? Uh, basically, any any books that you've been reading, or any movies, or or events happening, exhibitions. Uh, do you have any recommendations for us? I'm actually going to an exhibition with my flatmate yeah. uh, right after this to Amazing. Tate Modern. Okay. Yes, uh, I forgot the name of the um, the art artist, but like I'm really excited to. What I'm really is, excited to see it. What's some of the art inside? Because it might be the one that I've been thinking of. Um, I'm going to see if I can Google it here. Full of lights, full of lights, uh, extremely neon. <laughs> right, right. So that's, I think, oh God, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, I know the one you're talking about. It's like yeah. foggy and they've got all, God, I wish I could give the name. I'll I'll put it on our Instagram page. for... Yes, uh, yes, that's the one. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the show thank today. You. It's thank been an so absolute much. pleasure talking with you. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank you for listening, and that's been uh, Thank the Maker. Have a great day. Have a great day. Mm.